Call 125 years. Visit your local station today. Sunoco, here's the victory. Our lineup brought to you by D'Angelo's as we introduce cafe sandwiches okay. from D'Angelo's. Five freshly made sandwiches <laughs> with unexpected ingredients Why served I'm on sliced that country right white. There we go. Apologize about that. <laughs> What's that? That was some kind of sports broadcast. <laughs> hmm. Okay. It was not supposed to be coming through. It was my fault. So um, anyway, here we are doing Free Talk Live, and uh, you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The site allows you to take control by submitting different things you find interesting, something you find online, like a YouTube video or blog post or news item. You can submit it to our site, and then other listeners can vote, and you get to vote as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning that we're more likely to see what it is that you think is interesting. And I've got some selections from our front page here tonight. Of course, we'll also take your calls as well at 800-259-9231. And we're actually going to go right into your phone calls to start things out. And then uh, an independence movement has kicked up in Scotland. Is that right, Mark? As as I understand it, yes. As well as uh, apparently Arizona. And uh, we'll give you some details on both of those. Uh, but first, we go to John in Florida. John, you're on Free Talk Live at the end, Meg and Mark. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, John. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk just real quick about uh, my upcoming trial. Um, I have trial coming up this uh, next Monday. Uh, my charges are battery on a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest without violence, and uh, Wait a obstruction second. of a police officer or something like obstruction? that. Obstruction? Okay, so like I can see resisting arrest without violence and obstruction going together. I can see... <laughs> Battery and a law enforcement officer and obstruction going together. But I wouldn't, I don't understand how one can batter a law enforcement officer and resist rest, arrest without violence. Well, Does maybe that make any were sense? Two separate events. I don't know. So did this yeah, happen I on the same the day? Same question. Sorry? Did this happen on the same day? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is the same exact incident um, within, you know, the, the entire incident was maybe five minutes. Um, pretty much what had happened uh, was I was New Year's Day about a little before 2 a.m. Um, I was in downtown Orlando at a party. I saw some police activity. Outside. It looked like they were roughing somebody up pretty good. So I took out my little flip camera, went out there, and just sort of videotaped them for a while. And uh, after a minute or two, they told me, you know, turn the camera off, get out of here, back up. And I just kind of stood there. After a while, they sort of shoved me off. And I just stood there for a little longer, and then an officer came up and grabbed me and threw me on the ground and arrested me, uh, threw me in jail. I was in jail for seven days. So you, uh, like, threw your back against his knee repeatedly? Is that the battery? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was something like that. Um, okay. it, it, it's interesting because uh, they they claim that, you know, I pushed him somehow, and, of course, they stole my video camera uh, during this whole incident, so there's no real way for me to prove my innocence, and it seems these days you have to prove your innocence instead of vice versa. Didn't, wait a minute, um, hold but, on, John. Didn't, uh, by the way, you're John Kurtz from uh, from yes. Orlando, somebody we spoke yes, with a number sir. of times. Uh, you do, you've done a number of uh, civil disobedience incidents. But didn't I read that they stole your camera and then lost it? Like they never even made it into the evidence um, record? Right. Well, my assumption is, let me clarify, my assumption is that they stole it. Uh, it was not in my personal effects when I was released from jail, nor was that into evidence. So, uh, in all fairness, I don't know what could have happened to it. It could have fell out of my hand as they tackled the ground and, you know, they just didn't pick it up. I don't know. But, I mean, at, at best case scenario, it's, it's 
the lack of them collecting it's, it's, it's pretty uh, negligent on their part, I think. Um, but right. I, if, I, if the crime was you videotaping the incident, you'd think that the video camera might be an important piece of evidence rather than just throwing you to the ground and getting you all dirty and stuff. Right. Well, one thing they hadn't counted on was we were actually able to retrieve a street camera that was right on the corner of that street mm. that, that captured the incident. And, of course, the officer uh, who I allegedly battered changed his complete story after uh, that that uh, video came out. Um, he said, oh, he pushed me with his other hand and pushed my other shoulder, and it was a different time, and just completely changed the story so that uh, it, it didn't look like completely defrauded. But... Um, Anyway, Do you so, have uh, the original story that, or the original report and his changed story? Do you have both of those? Yeah, yeah, I have all that. Okay. I have all that lined up. I have an extremely strong case, especially with this video, um, and, and it's honestly, it's pretty surprising that they hadn't dropped it yet. Um, we were once that video came out, and my my lawyer was, was thought that they would just drop it immediately, um, but they didn't. They're going to push forward to trial. Um, I faced six years in prison for this, so wow. it, it could wow. actually be a pretty serious deal. Are these um, felony I'm, charges? Well, I know yeah, assault yeah. on an officer has got to be like the big daddy of all bad things you mm-hmm. could do. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a bad charge. Uh, even when I was in the the Orange County Jail here, they they put the highest security rating on and all that, and you know, because I'm a really horribly violent guy, apparently according to them. Well, you're but, a, you're um, a danger to the legitimacy of the state. You and your video camera are the biggest threat uh, to their legitimacy that they could possibly have happen, basically, and so that's why you've been treated this way. Now, what happened when you brought the camera out? What did the, what was the I guess the transaction between you and the the officer at that point? Because there was a video up on uh, freetalklive.com just the other day of uh, like a 17 year old young man from. I think it was North Dakota who was just standing there recording the police talking to somebody at a car. Cop looks over and asks him what he's doing, says, I'm recording. And the cop immediately just walks up and arrests him. I mean, how quick was your encounter? Yeah, I, I saw that video and I, I was stunned at how fast that all went down. Um, but it, it wasn't nearly that quick. They you know, told, told me several times to just go away and turn off the camera and leave them alone, which I didn't do. So really, they, I think they were just really upset that I uh, failed to obey their commands. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly. You didn't fail to. You refuse to. Yeah, refuse to. I'm sorry. That's a better word. Um, yeah, it was probably about three to five minutes uh, between the time that uh, I showed up with a video camera and to mm. the time that uh, they slammed my face on the concrete. By Ooh. the way, the video, the video that um, I was, uh, the person I was videotaping, uh, this person, they tased repeatedly. Uh, they slammed him on the ground. They had him in handcuffs, and after he was in handcuffs and already subdued, they continued to pepper spray him while he was in handcuffs. So I think that's what really ticked them off and uh, made them decide they had to steal my camera and come up with some bogus crap to charge me with. Uh, this this officer Grueler, who's my arresting officer, also uh, he's caught on film uh, a couple of years ago arresting a Channel Nine news reporter for videotaping. Oh, I think I they saw get, that so, actually. Lovely. So. He, yeah, he's 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 a work. He sure is a, a piece of work. And um, and actually, there's a, a pretty a pretty positive uh, thing that, that I was just alerted to. My uh, my attorney just called me. They were doing depositions uh, late this afternoon, and both the both the main officers that attacked me and, and charged me, Officer Gruler and Officer Thornton, both failed to show up their uh, depositions, so we're going to go ahead and file a contempt of court charge against them. Really? Um, the unfortunate, yeah, the unfortunate thing on that is that it's it's possible that this will just delay the trial. 
Um, but I'm hoping that this just that they either decide to just go forward on Monday or they just throw the whole thing out because I, yeah, if they, I don't want to I don't want to do this forever. Well, what about uh, a speedy trial? I mean, it seems like if they didn't show up for deposition, then this just essentially gets it tossed out due to uh, speedy trial problems. Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. So I think that's a, a good piece of news. I, I was never too worried about this. I mean, I, I really feel like. Uh, you know, I'm completely innocent. The now, evidence, said, everything's uh, on my side. Th- th- thank you for that. Um, you said that uh, this. You think this grueler fella is a uh, piece of work, but this doesn't sound like this was the act of a lone um, police officer that has a problem with being videotaped. This sounds like it's a department-wide issue. There were several guys there uh, handcuffing this guy and pepper spraying him. And did you say tasing him while he was on the ground too? I'm sorry. Did, were they kicking him? Uh, tasing actually was what the question. Oh, tasing. Uh, they they tased him actually before he hit the ground. I didn't. I don't think they tased okay. him afterwards. But they so pepper sprayed possible. him while he was handcuffed. You said while he was handcuffed so, on the ground, they pepper sprayed him. So uh, they didn't want you uh, videotaping that. That sounds like a departmental kind of uh, attitude as opposed to just one guy that's uh, you know a lone cowboy. Yeah, I mean, I think some officers are worse than others. The Orlando Police Department is certainly a big issue as a whole. But um, there's there's certainly some officers that are real problems. Well, clearly, I mean, look at this. You've got the same officer who arrested a news photographer. <laughs> and then he's still yeah. on the squad. He's still out walking a beat. So it just goes to show, it backs up what we, we've said constantly over the years on this show, and that is the police are completely unaccountable. And even if they do some of the most egregiously bad things, that nothing ever happens to them. John, can you stick with us? I've got some more questions. John? Do we have John? Yes. Still? Yeah, I can stick Okay, around. great. More uh, here with John Kurtz from Orlando, uh, the, one of the activists out there doing uh, some cop watching, cop blocking. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Find out more about his trial on, well, essentially facing six years in jail for recording the police. Coming up uh, in moments, it's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. We invite you to our website. You can enjoy the features there free. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them. We've got dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program see them and become part of the shrine if you're a lady listener over at shrine.freetalklive.com that's shrine.freetalklive.com i listen to a lot of radio and podcasts things of the spoken word format and i've got a podcast for you that you're going to really enjoy verbalsurgery.com Tim Cummins has a way of getting inside your head and making you feel great. This is a it's it's a real feel good kind of podcast. I listen to the podcast. I feel great after I'm done. Uh, we love our listeners. Listen to this podcast. It's verbalsurgery.com. You'll be happy that you did. Verbalsurgery.com. All right. So we're going to continue here. We're talking with John Kurtz. He is one of the, I would say, super activists in the Orlando area who I met for the first time at the uh, the last year's Porcupine Freedom Festival. 
Well, I think any activist outside of New Hampshire should be considered a super activist because it's so hard to do it by yourself. And it's oh, yeah. so much, you know, the lone wolf thing. Well, I there. highly recommend against what it is that John Kurtz uh, has done here simply because, well, look, I mean, here's a perfect example of why you shouldn't do activism alone, because it's all about the numbers. If they have more of them than there are of you, then odds are better that they're going to do something to you. And in this case, John, they took you to the, you were trying to record some police in a public place that were beating essentially and harming a, a person. Um, they're you know aggressing in a very serious way against somebody. And they attacked you as a result of you having a video camera trained upon them. Uh, they then charged you with everything from battery on a police officer to resisting uh, arrest to obstruction of government business or whatever. And you're now facing six years in Florida prison as a result of this. A trial starts on Monday. Is this going to be a jury trial? Uh, it, it will be assuming that they continue and actually don't drop any charges before mm-hmm. and everything goes forward as, as planned. Yes, it will be a jury trial. And, of course, we will be out there doing fully informed jury outreach. We've actually been doing that all week and nice. last week. Um, and, of course, there's a ban against that, too. So, uh, But uh, that seems to be going pretty well. Nobody's really bothered with bothered us. Uh, no, I love the so video of uh, – I don't know if we mentioned this on the air, but at one point the judge, the man in the robe, that actually – wrote the order banning fully informed jury outreach on the courthouse grounds, walks by as you and Julian Heiklin and some others are out there doing jury outreach and Julian Heiklin offers him one of the, the jury flyers and the judge just the judge just laughs at it like it's like no big deal. Like it's all just yeah. a big joke. And he said, uh, have fun, have a nice day or enjoy yourself, something of that effect yeah. and that was he was he was very pleasant about it, so that was nice. Um this same judge, by the way, has now instituted uh, free speech zones at the courthouse uh, in case the, the protesters for my trial and, my, more importantly, the Casey Anthony trial coming up uh, get out of line. So he's, he just thinks he, he owns the, the world and owns the First Amendment and all right. that kind of stuff. One of those guys. So now but, you, um, you mentioned that you, you brought in a lawyer to, uh, to assist you, and you, you seem to be fairly, uh, I guess, financially stable, John, uh, and clearly you are because you've hired a lawyer. Is this, is this costing you? a lot of money uh it's it's very expensive um you know i've, I've spent uh you know untold you know it's definitely more than ten thousand on this trial between oh, the lawyers man. and the all the other stuff and you know i, I have private investigators and yeah, all different so kinds of things even if you're um, found innocent you, you lost man it's right well yeah but at the same time um i i think it's a win because this this guy grueler especially is used to going around doing the same kind of stuff to everybody and nobody has the money to fight it and everybody takes a plea and he never gets called out for the 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 goon that he is the thug that he is going around beating people up and and throwing them in jail all right so what do you think the best case scenario is here john i mean let's say the trial goes through um you're found not guilty does, is there a way that you could somehow s- get them, the state to pay the lawyer's fees? Or uh, what's the best well, case? I'm, you actually think they're going to fire the cop? I mean, that, that doesn't seem very likely. It doesn't. None, none of that seems likely, but I am, you know, I've already interviewed some lawyers. I am looking to, to do a civil suit after this. Um, you know, that, that's not very likely anything will come of that. But as long as I can be a nice thorn in their side for a while, I guess I'll be, I'll be content. Um, and they, hopefully they'll think twice next time they try to pull this crap. 
Well, I, 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 I don't applaud, know if I'm not optimistic. Uh, I, I applaud your resolve and your bravery um, in this. I, you know, I've, I've got to say that it, I wish there were more people out there doing the kind of things that you're doing. But most people don't have the kind of resources. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. put ten thousand dollars toward resources. toward a lawyer. I mean, John, what would you? Normally, when I when I when I want to do activism, I want to do something that people can emulate. And uh, hiring a lawyer for ten thousand dollars isn't really something that people can emulate. Would you say that most people can't do what you you've done? I'd, I'd say that for sure. I'd say most people probably wouldn't, even if they could. To me, you know, liberty is more important than, say, buying a house. So, um, you know, I'm, that's that's what I'm spend. That's what I choose to spend uh, my my limited resources on. Um, but I mean, I think really the most important thing is uh, cop watching isn't that dangerous if you have two, three, four people there. Mm-hmm. It's when you make the mistake like I did because I just saw it was kind of on the fly thing, and hey, let me record this, um, and that, that's why I got into trouble. I mean, I've done this, you know, dozens and dozens of times and, and haven't really had a problem before with it. So, um, you know, that's that's really the big thing. Make sure you have other people with cameras if you're going to be doing this stuff. One thing's for certain is, uh, you know, you've, it, it's easy to make the mistake that, uh, of thinking that you're free. Now, you said this was 2 a.m. out by a club. Had you been drinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was, you know, New Year's Day, I guess, at that point. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll not deny that or confirm that allegation. Happy New Year's. You're under arrest. I <laughs> often think that uh, it's, you know, that uh, doing cop watching after you've had even one alcoholic beverage diminishes your chance of sort of uh, walking away because they have the ability to just say, hey, he's had alcohol. He's bad. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, it gives them the opportunity to point out finger I, well, I one day mark we, in this circumstance but we had uh we had probably about a dozen uh activists maybe a little less than that but a bunch of us were sitting in the local uh free freedom oriented friendly pub uh vendetta and uh, we were sitting there it was probably about 10 o'clock at night a couple of the activists from grafton had been pulled over and they uh, we, so all of us piled out we saw this pullover it happened right out in central square in Keene. and like almost all of us piled out from the bar after celebrating somebody's birthday and so pretty much everybody had been drinking in that particular case but there were about 6 or 7 or maybe 8 of us uh, out there and numbers uh, matter yeah it was yeah. it was not a problem at all in fact Michelle Seven showed up and she completely backed down this one cop uh, because apparently she'd had encounters with him before, relatively positive encounters with him. And as soon as he saw her show up, he was like, all right, I'm out of here. And pretty much ended the encounter uh, at that point rather than continuing to press forward and, and demand searches of the vehicle or, or whatever. So, yeah, it really is all about numbers. And I think it's interesting, John, that you consider what you did a, a mistake. I don't blame you for doing it, though, because when you get the activism bug, you want to you wanna help people. You want, mm-hmm. You're the only person around. You've got a video camera. Somebody's being abused. It's the right thing to do. I would wouldn't say that was a mistake necessarily. It's just that it's it's unfortunate that it's so costly to uh, take that kind of a risk for someone else you don't even know. Well, it's sad that it has to be a risk. Yeah. I mean, that's something you should be able to do. Well, don't tell my girlfriend, but I you know will do it again, and uh, <laughs> that's the way it is, unfortunately. And my phone's getting a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of wind going on here for me, so I don't want to mess up your guys' lines. John, but let me just say real quick also ahead. that... Um, I've just been, uh, trim- uh, it's been a tremendous outflow of support here in Orlando. I have, uh, I think, upwards of 40 people that have already committed to show up at the trial. That's fantastic. And, uh, hand out information. Well, if you want to stick time. with us, you're welcome to. Hang on, more with John Kurtz if, uh, if he stays on the line. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include news updates so you can get signed up and be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the lists. There are different ones, different ways in which you can have this news delivered to you. Uh, the one best way is, of course, via email. But there is also, if you prefer Twitter and Facebook, we've got that as well. We've got both of those options. You can sign up for as many or as few of those as you would like over at news.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? And take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. Ian, what are they up to now? I'm looking right now. Latest price five dollars seventy two cents. They are skyrocketing. A dollar in a week. In a day, wasn't it? Yesterday? Yeah, it was three. This was like three seventy something yesterday. Oh Gosh, man. Learn more. Visit uh, weusecoins.org. It's we- somebody apparently bought fifty thousand of these things last night. Wow. And apparently that like threw the market for crazy. Weusecoins.org. <laughs> I don't know if it was one of our listeners because it seemed to happen last night and we were talking about it last night, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Wow. Man, I just keep hoping they'll go back down, but it doesn't look like that's happening anytime (laughs) soon. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231, we continue here. Uh, You can bring up absolutely anything. So uh, we go back to John. John Kurtz with us uh, calling from Orlando as he faces six years in prison for recording the police. And they have yet to drop the charges, John. There is, of course, the chance that they'll pull the old, uh, you know, last minute, we're going to drop the charges move, which is not uncommon, where they'll try to sweat you out uh, right up until the tr- the time of the trial, try to get you to take a plea bargain. And then right before the trial starts, they'll uh, just go ahead and drop the charges at that point. Who knows what's going to end up uh, happening here at this point, but uh, you're ready to go to trial. You've got a lawyer on board. Uh, You've attempted to deposition these police officers. They refuse to show up. And now a deposition is when the court actually orders somebody to go and answer questions from an an attorney, correct? Right, right. Um, They were were, uh, a scheduled deposition late this afternoon. And they, they failed to show up, so we're going to uh, file a motion on Monday, uh, the judge uh, demanding they show just cause why these two officers shouldn't be held in contempt of court. Mm. You know, um, if, if we, you and I don't show up for some kind of court-mandated thing... Instant failure yeah. to appear. Right, there's You're a failure jailed. to appear, and there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yep. Um, I mean, this just goes to show the uh, the, 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 the sort of 
trust the 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 pre the, the prejudice that the court has towards police. The fact is they'll let them come in the court armed. They can do what they want. They can show up to a deposition if they feel like it or show and not show up if they don't. You you got to have your pocket knife taken from you, and if you don't show up for the deposition, you're a you're you're in contempt of court, or mm-hmm. you're uh, you know out. You got a warrant for your arrest. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's idea that's yeah. fair. Well, and what happens if the prosecutor doesn't show up for something? I've never heard about anything like encountering that problem but does he get a warrant out for his arrest of course well? not like yeah. like like john's saying here they're going to give them a chance to explain themselves uh, before yes. they consider doing anything and whether or not they'll actually end up charging them with contempt is uh, is another question so john uh if okay so let's say this happens on monday do you expect this is going to take a few days i mean what do you think the length of the trial is going to be i can't imagine um we have uh you know, four police witnesses, uh, two other witnesses that were there, a very short video, and uh, so I can't imagine it would take more than a day. Um, but uh, you know, who knows with these kind of things? Um, as you m- mentioned before, you know, I agree. I think it's it's very possible that they'll just decide the day of the trial to just throw the whole thing out. Which honestly, um, even though according to my lawyer, it's the, the best outcome we could have. Uh, you know, I, I want to see my day in court. I want to, I want this guy, Ruler, to be up on the stand and, and to perjure himself. And I want to keep this thing going. I want to expose these people for what they did to me and what they've done to, I'm sure, countless others that didn't have the ability to, to take it all the way to trial the way yeah. I did. Yeah, you're, you're, always the t- you're always looking at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to police corruption, police violence. So you can better believe that this was not his first time. We already know it's not his first time, but you can better believe that he and a number of others are working actively to protect themselves and to protect uh, the, uh, the, their ability to get away with whatever kind of crimes they want to. Right. Uh, you know, I got the, the internal investigations of the pro- profile on Grueler and some of his buddies there that, that were around. And, you know, things like planting marijuana on people, uh, you know, is not uncommon for these guys. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, they're cited for doing that. And, of course, nothing happened. So they're, they're, they're absolutely a corrupt gang of thugs. There's no question about it. All right. So uh, anything else you want to share about what's, uh, what's happening to you well, here? I just want to uh, say just real quick that how, how happy and proud I am of all my supporters here in Orlando. Uh, over 40 people are, are going to be there on Monday joining me and protesting and handing out information. And, uh, you know, so it should be a, should be a real fun day. And uh, anybody in Orlando, I encourage you to come on out to the Orange County Courthouse and, and check it out. What time is it expected to happen? Uh, I'm, I have to be there at 830. But with these things, you know, who knows when anything has, will actually happen. Has jury selection uh, transpired at this point or will that be happening Monday? Um, that, that would be happening Monday with, with these smaller cases cases, they generally just turn and burn the juries every day. They, they summons about 300 potential jurors there every single day. How and, many? Uh, 300 every, every day. Every day? Every day. Except Jeez. <laughs> it's a big metro. No kidding. I'm, I'm used to a little keen New Hampshire where jury selection is like once a month. And there's yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it's, a lot, it's 60. a lot of fun from a feature standpoint, but it, it can yeah. get kind of exhausting being out there every day. <laughs> but, no um, kidding. Well, especially when activity. yeah, especially when you're dealing. With, how many people live in Orlando? Like a million people or uh, something? Well, the Orange County, I think, is two million. Two so million. Probably about a million in Orlando. When you're dealing with a market that large, you've just got unending amounts of victimization on the part of the uh, the state. I mean, even if you have the best case scenario and like you can sue these people and get them to pay some kind of damages and get the cop fired, I mean, it's 
systemically the problem still hasn't been solved nothing is really ultimately going uh, going to change and then you know you're out thousands upon thousands of dollars it may feel like a personal victory for you but has really you know anything significant happened as far as the advancement of freedom well maybe i should just support politicians hope they change things well, yeah, I know it's all it's all so difficult. I mean, there's no easy answer to uh, to achieving liberty in our lifetime. But so let's say the worst case scenario happens. Let's say you go in there and you get convicted uh, of something. Maybe not all three. I guess worst case would be all three charges you get getting convicted of. But let's just say you get convicted of something. Um, will you be appealing this? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't really thought that far ahead yet, but absolutely, I'll, I will be appealing this if they right. do convict me. So that'll you probably know, keep um, you out of jail. If you if you appeal, usually you can stay out on appeal, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to make it to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Well, this, yeah, I was, I was about to say, I mean, the one thing, and I told my girlfriend before, that I just hope I'm not in jail for the Pork Fest, and I'll be yeah. all right, mm-hmm. so... All right, John. Well, I look forward to seeing you at Porkfest. And if you could call maybe or have one of your, you know, your close uh, friends who might be there uh, watching call with an update next uh, Monday, that'd be uh, this coming Monday. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, we'll keep you on the loop. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Right. And is there like a website that you can plug for the Orange County or? Um, you know, if, check out the, my Facebook page. If you go into Facebook, type in Trial of John Kurtz. And uh, that'll keep you updated on all the okay. latest happenings with that. Great. That's K-U-R-T-Z. John Kurtz. K-U-R-T-Z. Thanks for the call tonight, John. And uh, best of luck out yeah, there. Good luck. Man. Good luck. 1-800-259-9231. It's, it's John Kurtz and uh, others like James Cox, who's another Florida yeah. activist, yeah. who was also arrested uh, recently for videotaping the police in Ybor City. I forget what happened with that. Did they drop that charge? I feel like they did. So, I don't know. I just spoke to him yesterday. I didn't... Uh, I feel like something good happened in that case, but I don't remember well, all the details. Well, if something detail. bad happened, I'm sure we would have heard about it. So, so uh, But you know, the point being, though, you've got uh, two different activists who are on their own, basically, in, in two police situations where the police arrested them and now John Kurtz looking at six years in prison as a result of that. I highly recommend that if you've got the activism bug you put that energy towards moving to New Hampshire and getting around a a network of people that is going to be there to back you up to where you can make a phone call and maybe within a few minutes somebody else can be on that scene. Uh, That's a possibility up here. It seems like they've done a pretty good job there in Orlando. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got listening options there. We give them all away, of course, uh, live streams broadband and dial-up flavors if you like the fact that we give you the features on the website though you can voluntarily support the show you can go and shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com you enter amazon through the links that we provide to you there and anything that you buy over at amazon free talk live gets a, a chunk of amazon's profits so just head on over and get your shopping taken care of shop 
www.freetalklive.com. You get the stuff you're looking for from Amazon, trusted internet retailer. Great prices, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. You can even buy used as well, dozens of categories. So go and get your shopping done at shop.freetalklive.com and you'll help Free Talk Live at the same time. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. We just got off the phone with John Kurtz. And Orlando is definitely a hot spot for uh, for liberty activism. And it's primarily thanks to uh, John and the fact that he's willing to you know put himself on the line and take a risk to achieve some sort of semblance of uh, increase in freedom or at the very least just because Bring he attention. feels like yeah to feels he feels like something needs to happen uh one of the big successes they've had down there is the homeless ordinance that the city passed the city oh, uh, yeah, government passed a ban on all homeless uh feeding the homeless excuse it me. was uh feeding the homeless and groups of i believe 26 or larger i believe it was anything uh feeding any any homeless uh outside in the outside of city hall within like a two mile radius of city hall or excuse me two blocks or something like that i don't remember what the details were but essentially within a certain radius of city hall they banned all feeding of the homeless so john kurtz and friends uh went to the city hall and fed the homeless on the front steps Mm -hmm. of the city hall and they announced it in advance and the news media came out covered the story it got international you know coverage as a result of that they ended up doing it again and actually, the second time, they didn't get as much coverage because, again, they weren't messed with. The city didn't do anything about enforcing their so-called ordinance on them. And so it was like a double win uh, in that case. And then, of course, you got Julian Heichlin, the fully informed jury activist, the jury nullification mm-hmm. super activist that travels the country going from courthouse to courthouse and handing out jury nullification information, inclu- informing jurors of their right to vote not guilty based on their conscience, not just what the law says. Yeah. And they, this man in the robe there at the Orange County Courthouse bans, he passes some sort of an order, just writes up an order saying that anybody that talks to any jurors, anybody that holds signs near a juror, anybody that is you know, basically in any vicinity of a juror uh, will be arrested and could be arrested and charged with contempt of court and or the felony jury tampering. And so in the face of the, the fear that this man in the robe was attempting to instill, Julian Heikland and John and some others came out and they... You know, they continued to pass out these uh, jury, this, this jury information. I think specifically it was Julian Heichlin who did a lot of it. And I think John might have followed afterwards and, and done some of his own. And essentially just, just blatantly violating the man of the robes order. The first day, they were told that the reason they weren't arrested, by the way, the media comes out the first day and, again, files another report on this successful civil disobedience. But the court has an excuse. Uh, because it was a Friday, they say that, well, there were no jurors uh, that were to come to court <laughs> on this particular day. And so, therefore, the violation – there was no violation of the ban. But the, the fact is that there were jurors as uh, uh, as they reported to us, though, right? Nope. Nope. There uh, apparently were no, no jurors that day. I thought I remember However, the Okay. The next day, on Monday, so that following weekend, Julian Heichlin stayed in Orlando all weekend. He comes back out on Monday <laughs> when there are jurors and continues to hand out jury uh, information, including two people with the jurors, you know, like the tag that they give the jurors, where it makes it very obvious who's a juror. Mm-hmm. They actually handed it to that person, uh, or at least one of those people. And so clearly violating the ban, the sheriffs knew they were there doing it, and this time the court didn't have an excuse to make. They just... They just just got called on their bluff. They got yeah. called, and uh, that's what civil disobedience can do. It can really empower activists 
to step up and do what's right without having to beg the politicians, without having to, as the Fully Informed Jury Institute is trying to do, uh, it's trying to go through the courts to get this order overturned, which that could take years. So rather than and, and by the way, uh, not only could they, they a higher court could say something, then remand it back to a lower court in some way that the lower court then makes a dubious ruling and then they could just do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly right. So it's a very frustrating watching this political process and this inside the system process. Not to say that Fiji won't have success with it uh, down the line, but how much is Fiji going to spend on attorneys? What kind of cost is there involved in trying to overturn this illegal order? It doesn't help anybody now. I mean, people need this information to their jurors now. And so, like, going through this political process, I had a judge last week give me that little speech about how you know you should be going through the proper processes no no he gave that speech to everyone in the courtroom and uh it was kind of sad but i was just it was your trial yeah i wanted to say well that doesn't help anybody in this situation right now does it going through that process would help us in five years from now if it works which it probably won't well i think somebody did try to go through that process i think heike uh heike who's one of the keen area natives who's gotten really excited about activism within the last year i believe she went to city council and attempted to put in some kind of a tossed it back in her face yeah they, they they said uh we'll think about it they thought about it and they said no yeah i think it was tabled or something like that which means that we'll look at it some other day yeah which we won't Decades specify when. Now. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, your process doesn't work. That's why we're not going to use it anymore. 1-800-259-9231. So I'm, I'm really, I, I think what's happening in Orlando is great, considering the size of the marketplace, because in many places, in larger markets, there isn't as much activism. Like in L.A. recently, Julian Heichlin went out there and, like, nobody came out to, to support him. Now, to be fair... Maybe Julian Heichlin isn't the best self-promoter. Maybe he is not the most well-networked uh, individual. But nonetheless, there are all kinds of stories about people living in big cities and showing up for some sort of liberty event and having a handful of people at, at best uh, at them. So if, if 40 people are coming out to support John Kurtz in Orlando, that's that's pretty impressive anywhere you go. Um, I'd say it is. Yeah. All that said, I really wonder what's it all worth? What What is it what is the point in in doing this if you're not in New Hampshire? I mean, I don't. Obviously, not everybody can come here. Not everybody so. can come, and that's really what it, it boils down to. Is uh, you know, I don't know what his circumstances are. I mean, I used to live in Florida, man. I mean, it's a big I, place. Yeah, you moved because mm-hmm. you were certainly dejected about the uh, the state of liberty in Florida. You didn't see it going anywhere. I'm sure John would would agree with that. But you know, not everybody can move, and that's the reality of the circumstance. I think they, if it's important to them, I think they should if they're not going to they need to build some kind of movement around them i think that's what he's trying to do it seems like he's got something going there i'm not gonna you know i I, i'm not gonna i i i I wouldn't do it myself but i'm not gonna disparage uh you know those circumstances the man's the man's pulling something amazing off it's just it's just hard to see somebody as as great of an activist as that toiling away in a market that size i mean in the orange county market you're talking about a place one county where the population exceeds the population of new hampshire yep the county is bigger than the state here counties don't have uh the kind of population is is bigger yeah the 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 population not the size um (laughs) the uh you know the uh, counties don't have the legal status uh, with the federal government that states do states have the legal right to nullify the the federal government i mean nullification has a long and uh and uh, you know history it uh you can 
you can look back. The founding fathers talk about it. So counties, they just can't do it in the same way. That's why I felt like the Free State Project was the best solution. But I picked up my family and I moved. And I can tell you that it, it hasn't always it has not always been easy. It hasn't. But at the same time, I'm amazed about how much like it's just sunk in for me at this point. Mm. And like I was in New York yesterday and just some of the things that I say to people here, I said something like that to someone out there and they just looked at me like my hair was on fire. Like they, what? Like what I, do you mean? I, I was just talking to some guy at a counter at a hotel and you mentioned that they wanted to redo the hotel or something like that. And I said, well, yeah, you should definitely get rid of this uh, giant flag wallpaper you got going on here <laughs> because that's a bit obnoxious. And he just looks so offended. And it's like anybody... That's going to offend people everywhere. Yeah, though. anybody, I would say that even the regular people here, because they've become, you know, sort of used to the free staters being around they kind of expect to hear those things from time to time like i've said i don't, those know. I I don't think say, a lot of people I know we're here that um i know that i get comfortable talking to so many people who love yeah. liberty around here that i i tend to get the same feeling mm. i uh went and bought a wood splitter over the weekend uh i just got sick and tired of using a a, a maul and a and a, a sledge to uh to bust up wood and the guy i was talking to he's like oh yeah i moved from massachusetts uh they don't they don't call that place Taxachusetts for nothing. I, I, you know, I left my job at the hospital there, got one up here. I, I get paid less, but after income taxes and the drive, it's just cheaper to you know work for less here. Toll free numbers one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Also helps that New Hampshire has the lowest unemployment of the entire Northeast. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He quit his job in Massachusetts to yeah. buy, to get one up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Uh, plenty on the way here, including some news about Utah cracking down on immigration. All coming up. Hour two's next. Free talk live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site. You get to submit what you want to the, the website. Others vote on what they like or dislike. You get to vote on things, too. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site. So, meaning we are more likely to see what you put in there and uh, as, as our other listeners as well. 
Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive in that way. Uh, of course, uh, joining you as always, it's Ian, Meg, and Mark uh, here this evening, 800-259-9231. Now, Mark, uh, you had something about Scotland. Now, it's easy to get into a bunch of bad news. There's all kinds of bad news out there about the rise of the police state, continued tyranny, more government intrusion and uh, oppression and expense. But in this case, maybe there's a little bit of good news on the international scene for secession. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's hard to to keep an eye on all this. And this one slid right past me. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Sophie, uh, sent this to me. It's uh, it says that the UK will not block. What Sc- is this? Where are you where are you getting this from? Uh, this is from BBC.co.uk. Okay. The UK will not block Scottish independence referendum. The UK government will not. Uh, now, there's a lot of kind of very specific things in here that I don't understand the, all the words and stuff, but I I get I understand the, the the general gist. The UK government will not move to block a referendum on Scottish independence. The Secretary of State for Scotland has said. Now, as I understand it, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, but not England, have their own governments. The English government is the same as the UK government. Hmm. And the other, those gov- uh, the Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland are under the United Kingdom government. What about Canada? Canada is its own autonomous country. Well, but don't they also have the Queen in Canada? Yeah, they have the Queen on their money. Yeah, they like her. Mm-hmm. It's the same as Australia, but I know, see they they don't you know they're 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 autonomous. Okay. I think that uh, the, I think she's considered their sovereign, but has no power hmm. uh, in the same as in England. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't know what they kicked in for her uh, her grandchild's wedding though. So the newly uh, excuse me liberal Democrat Michael Moore, uh, not our Michael Moore, and li- not our liberal Democrats, <laughs> but they said that there would uh, not be a c- constitutional questions raised about the rights or wrongs of holding a vote. The newly elected majority SMP, that's the Scottish National Party. Um, their government intends to bring forward a referendum in its five-year term. The conservatives in England, Labour in England, and Liberal Democrats all oppose independence for Scotland. Uh, Mr. Moore told BBC's Scotland's Politics show it was now up to the SNP, that's the Scottish National Party, to bring forward the referendum, which uh, First Minister Alex Salmond said would come well into the second half of the new five-year parliament. So wait a minute. I, maybe I misunderstood what you're saying there. You named all these parties that were opposed to Scottish yes. independence, but yet they're still allowing it to happen. Yes. Or they're allowing a vote on it. To they're a, they're they're opposed to the independence, but that doesn't mean they're opposed to a vote, a referendum in Scotland that they're going to take. Do you understand? So they'll be allowed to have a vote, but then if they vote to secede, then they're going to try to stop them. No, probably not. I mean, if they're letting them have the vote, they'll likely let them secede if they want to. I see. They're just opposed to it. Ah. You, should, you shouldn't leave, but we'll let you if you, you want to. You should stick around and pay for all the garbage that we've created, mm. all the uh, social welfare programs that the have wars. destroyed this, yeah. uh, that are you know going about destroying this nation and making it impossible, all the wars that we've gotten into and uh, all the The police nonsense. state, yeah. the four million cameras in London or whatever. Oh, they'll probably keep that. Well, that's in London, so I mean, Scotland. It's not just Scotland. I think London does, I don't think London has the... Uh, over a million itself. I thought that was all over England. Hmm. I'll have to check that. Okay. So anyway, that's basically the story. I so can, this is coming up. This vote then is is it imminent? Or no, you know? it's it's in the uh, second. They 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 claim here it's going to be in the second half of the new five year parliament. 
But what the hell does that mean? So like two and a half years from now, three yeah. years. But it's but the pathway is open. Look, I see. None of these things happen quickly. I know it's no. awful. Well, sorry, man. It's <laughs> it just, should just happen tomorrow. It, it happened quickly when the Berlin Wall fell, and it happened quickly when uh, you know the uh, Russian. What did, what did we get from the, the USSR Wall broke apart? Falling exactly. I didn't get anything. Well, the, but... the world got a, a good. I think a lot of people got good feelings out of that. Mm. There was a really good Simpsons episode. And I think that some people who had maybe families on both sides of the wall probably, you know, felt pretty good about that. that I think that uh, things might be better now in Russia than it uh, used to be. But I don't think that they initially, that you know, within the first few years, that many of them felt like they, they got anything out of, uh, you know, the fall of the Soviet Union. I'm All sure I'm saying Berlin, is those things happen quick. Yeah. Berlin probably had a lot better. They were surrounded geographically by Western West uh, Western Europe. Or Western, so, so that's great, man. That's a, that's a little bit of good news. It's nice to hear some kind of positive success news out there and of course we've shared a, a poll i think it was i don't remember which organization it was but there was a scientific poll that was done that showed that americans are like one out of five about 20 percent of americans support the idea of uh, secession right now which means that there are a number of people who probably can be persuaded uh, on that issue as well and there's some other news here that's kind of related it's not really secession but it's kind of related. Reuters is reporting out of Tucson, Arizona, where a long-simmering movement by liberal stalwarts in southern Arizona to break away from the rest of the largely conservative state is at a boiling point as secession backers press to bring their long-shot ambition to the forefront of Arizona politics. A group of lawyers from the Democratic stronghold of Tucson and surrounding Pima County have launched a petition drive seeking support for a November 2012 ballot question on whether the 48th state should be divided into two. So it's it's kind of like secession from Arizona, but not really secession in any way from the federal government. I know. It's mm. still – I consider it to be a good move, though, when, if people are active. Um, I mean – Oh, just, I agree. It, I think uh, it is good. Just imagine for a second if for whatever reason you could secede, say, Cheshire County from the state of um, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Well, that might be very good for, uh, you know, for whatever political goals that one might have. I think that, look, I'm for smaller government, small, more, smaller, more regional government. I understand that there are advantages to uh, large federations. I get that. But, you know, when it comes to uh, most of those advantages have to do with, quote unquote, protection, which usually turns into war, from what I can tell. Or a central bank. It's yeah. an advantage for a central bank to have a large yeah. territory. Those things bother me. So Yeah. Uh, and coming from the West Coast. I've always been a even before I came to the ideas of liberty. I thought that you know the California, Oregon, Washington whole section should have just been their own thing for a long time. Just because if anything happens in Washington, it's like a huge year long planned trip to go out there and protest. Yeah. If you're on the East Coast, you know maybe a day drive to get there. West Coast, we you know. The best thing we got is letters to our senator or something like that. That that was horrible. I think that's important because if if these folks in Arizona have any level of success or or get a lot of publicity, it'll at least put the idea of hey, let's change the way this is set up into people's minds. Even if they're not changing it in the way that we might like to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'd rather see these people say to hell with the, the United States federal government and Arizona. We're out of here. Um, however. 
that's not very likely. You're dealing with people who are, you know, very into this mindset of the country is the best country in the world and we can change it. And just we just don't like Arizona. So we're going to join the United States, but we're not going to be part of Arizona anymore. Well, you know, uh, Meg brings up something that makes me think of something that's that's very interesting. There's a lot of states where you have a large metro and then uh, a large the rest of the state is a sort of this rural area. Uh, one that comes to mind is Seattle and Washington. Mm-hmm. You're you're sort of from rural Washington. And I'm then, from Oregon, but I'm sorry, uh, but but do you move to 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 Washington? No, and no, to I Seattle. Was, no. Would you lived in Portland then? I lived in Portland. Yeah, okay. which Portland is basically like the red dot, and then the rest is you the know blue dot. Well, if you're talking politically, yeah. then it's the blue dot. But like <laughs> the, the rest state? of Oregon, basically, is just Indian land. So. Okay, so I see. I don't know how they each are, but I know that New York, uh, New York State, tends to be much r- more red than New York City. And mm-hmm. there's many instances where a large metro, Chicago is a great uh, a great example, um, in Illinois, a, a large metro will drive the politics of the rest of the state, and the rest of the state has no voice yeah. as a result on a national level. Yeah, so Oregon have, is definitely like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if they could just secede, eh, you know, let that large let, let that large metro go on its own and, uh, you know, the, the rest of the state would just uh, secede. Toll-free number coming up here, 800-259-9231. We will take your phone calls. You're welcome to share your thoughts on whatever you want, uh, secession or uh, if actually there's some immigration news coming up here, too. Uh, 800-259-9231. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Those features on the site, by the way, include news updates, listening options, the Shrine of Female listeners, so much there, all of it for free. Go ahead and compare it to those other talk show websites. See if they give you as much for free or even behind their paywall as we give you for free. Go and check it out and see what you if, see if you can find another show that actually gives you as much uh, interactivity and content uh, for free as Free Talk Live. That's you know like within the syndicated radio world. I'd be curious to find out if they exist. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Secession is on some people's minds, and I'd like to see it get on more. I'd like to see more national conversation, local conversation, personal conversation about secession. And we're going to continue that discussion here in a moment. The Ruger Gunsight Scout rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of three hundred eight Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. 
You can uh, check it out at Ruger.com or, and purchase it at a local gun dealer. Now, I like the idea of this nullification thing, Mark, is kind of a, a step towards secession. You've talked about nullification in the past. Uh, we've, we've had actually, I think, the tenth, we went to the Tenth Amendment Center's Nullify Now conference, which was very good. And I believe that's still kind of traveling around the country at nullifynow.com. And the idea is basically, well, the Tenth Amendment uh, you know, makes, makes sure that uh, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited to it by the states or reserved to the states, respectively, or the people. And the idea is that state governments could stand on the Tenth Amendment and uh, refuse to uh, obey some sort of federal edict or you know, not, uh, not take federal funds for some mandate or whatever, to basically just say no to the federal government on the, in standing on the concept of, of states' rights. And I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the problem with it is that it requires some level of gumption. It requires some level of commitment, uh, some level of courage on the part of the state government bureaucrats. That, that's, well, that could be said in the same way as far as secession goes, too. Of course it does. That's true. Well, I think it's also a big thing just to have some sort of change in geography because everything on the earth at this point basically has been discovered. So, you know, we haven't seen a change in the layout of our maps in many, many years, not in my lifetime mm-hmm. for sure. And so people just don't realize that that can still happen. Right. You know, and so if we had that happen in the United States, suddenly people would be like, oh, we can change the way the things are set up here. Maybe we don't want to be a part of this big mass anymore. Yeah, that would be a huge change. What we're talking about is Arizona actually calling for some people in Arizona calling for a ballot measure to be voted upon in 2012 that would essentially split Arizona into two states. Now, I don't know what the process is to become a state so I'm not sure that they can just have a ballot measure to make themselves the 51st state. I think that has to be done at the – like to, to become the 51st state would have to happen at the federal level, I'm pretty sure. Well, they're going to make the flag look all screwy too. So. Yeah, the other stars, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think that's the biggest – uh, thing that stands in the way of a new state coming on board is the fact that it would screw up the flag. The reluctance to change. I think it. Point. I think they yeah. absolutely would. Uh, you know, I I'm of the opinion that the only flag that makes that, that looks good is the 48 star flag. You know, where uh, in the movie Patton, where he's standing in front of that giving his big rousing speech. It and, all looks like fascism to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's to me, it's more nationalism. Sym- it's more symmetrical fascism. Um, I I I think that um, no, I think that uh, that Hawaii and Alaska are states are, are pieces of land that should never have belonged to the United States uh, federal government. So this group of lawyers uh, down in the Tucson area have put together this petition drive. The ultimate goal of the newly formed Political Action Committee is to split Pima County off into what will become the nation's 51st state, tentatively dubbed Baja, Arizona. Why wouldn't you just change the name completely? Yeah. <gasps> it's like uh, West Virginia, South Dakota. Yeah, I guess. Uh, backers have back until July 5th to collect the 48,000 signatures required to qualify for a spot on the ballot. And if they succeed, it would mark only the first hurdle in a long, circuitous process that even the most determined of supporters readily acknowledge has little chance of bearing fruit. According to one of the attorneys, he says we at least need to get it on the ballot as a non-binding resolution to ask the people of Pima County if they want to be part of Arizona. All the stars would have to align for this to happen, but it could conceivably happen by the fall of 2013. 
Now, U.S. history is replete with efforts to carve one state from another, from the creation of Kentucky and Tennessee in the 1790s to more modern uh, misfires like proposals to partition Long Island from New York or to split California in half. The last successful interstate secession movement. I don't think California was meant to be split in half. Uh, There was uh, an offer. Uh, California's a big, long state. Yeah, let's just chop it off and push it into the ocean. (laughs) That happened in Escape from L.A. Oh, if only it could happen in I think real it, life. it was going to happen in Superman 3, too, just about. <laughs> uh, the... Um, uh confusing me with your your stuff so, but the jefferson is a state that was proposed uh the with that the, was in oregon right yeah well, that was South, southern oregon northern, northern california, california. So uh, here they say that the last successful interstate secession movement was the formation of West Virginia during the Civil War. Although Baja, Arizona will be created from just a single county, it would, rank, it would hardly rank as the smallest territory to be granted statewood. Uh, Pima County actually exceeds Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, and New Jersey in landmass and surpasses several other states in population, including Alaska, Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. So you know, maybe they're going to actually have, I don't know, who knows? Th- these... These state secession movements haven't ever had the, I don't know if secession is the right term, the state splitting movements have never had the internet, right? Like, what's the most recent serious effort to split a state from another? I don't know how serious. Jefferson was relatively serious. Uh, when did that happen? It, it, it's still, they'll still talk about it. Right. Um, you know, maybe a decade, you know, decade and a half, maybe 15 years. Yeah. Uh, there was also the push. That's a long time when it comes to the internet. recent push for Long Island to split, um, which is kind of silly, but, um, you know, I don't, I didn't take it seriously. So these lawyers are taking it pretty seriously. They're pouring apparently their own money into this effort, and I wish them the best of luck. I, I hope that it works out. I'd love to see this happen. And of course, your thoughts are certainly welcome at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's going to be a you know a tough tough position uh, in which to be, as they'll be completely landlocked by the you know the state from which they will be seceding. Apparently, they'll be uh, well, not completely. They're not no? going to be completely contained. It's Pima County, it's uh, just the, it's a border just the southern portion. Uh, they'd be along Mexico. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. It's basically the portion uh, that was given. Oh, shoot. Uh, I I can't remember which treaty it was. Um, Hidalgo. I don't know. Uh, but there was some. It was some treaty, and it was given to the United States in relatively recent. It's one of the, the more recent pieces of land. Ah, uh, uh, you're correct, Mark. There is a fairly large portion of Pima County that borders the south. But I found a fifty-one, a proposed 51-star flag that is symmetrical, so um, I, I, that might not stand in the way. Take a look. So you're saying that uh, this is it's pleasing to you, the symmetri- symmetricality? I'm, I'm, for, uh, I'm for it. <laughs> it's as it's as good looking as a fifty star flag. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd like to see a proposed fifty two star flag. I don't see a lot of the, uh, many of these states are just too big. They they don't make sense politically. They they were put together by compromise. It was a bad choice. People need to be able to choose their own uh, you know way that they're going to be. Smaller governments are better. They work better for. People. I wonder what will happen if this actually succeeds. If they can actually uh, secede, if you will, from the state of Arizona. What happens? then politically if you know uh, you're certainly welcome to fill me in at 800-259-9231 otherwise coming up immigration it's free talk live are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area invest in liberty and property Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
or visit PorcupineRealtor.com. That's PorcupineRealtor.com. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, uh, so enjoy those on us. Features including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKI wiki. Freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, in some cases, they can't even be advertised. Advertised. The manufacturers uh, refuse to allow that to happen. Uh, you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL off the already low prices. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL, manventureoutpost.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. As uh, Pima County, Arizona, is uh, there's some folks out there that are looking to see that particular county secede from Arizona, frustrated by the so-called conservative nature of the rest of the state. And, of course, immigration is inevitably going to be a major issue when it comes to this uh, mm-hmm. this secession because, as you pointed out, uh, corrected me, Mark, uh, Pima County is actually the, one of the border counties there in, in Arizona. And so clearly there are going to be a lot of people that are very upset about the idea that some of the liberals in Pima County want to secede from Arizona. And actually, as the, the piece here from Reuters points out, even if they do have success with this ballot measure – they're still going to have to have the legislature approve the secession, or maybe they could do another referendum of the entire state and see if uh, if that could that could work. So it could be done in a couple of different ways. There's not just one path to this secession, but either way, they're going to be up against all the people that are going to want to keep them in the state. And right, and, and you know this this is. <laughs> This is what um, I guess is the Lysander Spooner quote from what is the 1870s where he says the ability to choose a new master every series of years. I can't remember exactly what the quote is. I don't have it in front of me. But, uh, you know, the over the course of every four years or something like that doesn't make one free. So, uh, you know, the idea that everybody in the state of Arizona can tell the people in Pima County, no, you can't go. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, right. And of course, the people that are actually planning this secession movement don't have the, the I guess, the huevos to actually refuse to pay taxes. Because they could just say, well, if you don't want to let us leave, then we're just going to vote with our wallets. We're going to stop uh, supporting this I would suspect state. most of them don't have to, um, actually. Uh, in, I, I'm just guessing here, but from what I know about that, that area, it's a largely um, Indian re- reservations, and I think that they, they operate in, in a more tax-free status. Well, anyway, we'll certainly keep you in uh, in the loop on what's going on there. But clearly, immigration is going to be a major issue there, and I imagine that's one of the reasons why these folks in Pima County want to uh, want to leave Arizona because they're upset with a lot of the very totalitarian police state. 
policies that are coming out yeah. of the state government there. Uh, it's one of the most restrictive uh, places as far as uh, to be an immigrant is concerned. A lot of immigrants have left as a result of the uh, the Arizona crackdown. You may recall the news story from last year, I believe it was, when uh, Arizona pa- passed essentially a law that allows the police to stop anybody anywhere and demand uh, their papers. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much the situation. There. You know, I think yeah. that states should have more autonomy from the federal government. I think that um, largely the federal government decides on what immigration, uh, you know, what the rules are and what they aren't. I can see why Arizona's upset that the federal government has rules and then doesn't enforce them, and they feel like the uh, you know the cost falls upon them when it comes to you know f- paying to send people to school who. Don't pay the same property taxes or whatever. I I can see their complaints. Well, I'm of the opinion they're going to lose revenue by driving immigrants out. I think that Im- immigrants generally are a net gain for a. Uh, well, we've already seen examples where Im- towns where there are lots of immigrants have had where the the, the feds have come in and and done raids on uh, mm-hmm. businesses have decimated the businesses that they've raided, but also they've decimated other local businesses because they're taking the the workers out of that town. They're taking the townsfolk out of that town and their families are getting hurt and they're leaving. And these towns are dying as yeah. a result of that. Well, in California, they used to have this thing called a day without a Mexican and hmm. like all the, uh, Latinos in town would just basically not go to work that day. Oh, man, nothing's going to get and done. And nothing would happen. And, of right. course, you know, they'd be having their parade in downtown, so the traffic wouldn't go. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing to do in downtown anyway, so nobody's driving around there. But it, it was just amazing how much of the city of Los Angeles would shut down because, you know, no Latino would work for one day. So there's other news regarding immigration uh, that's similar to what we've seen out of Arizona. This time it's Utah that's jumping on the well your papers bandwagon. Salt Lake City, according to the Associated Press, police in Utah have been given the authority to check the citizenship status of anyone they arrest, even if only for a few hours. The new law, House Bill 497, went into effect on Tuesday, although civil rights attorneys spent much of Monday trying to persuade state officials to voluntarily delay its implementation. U.S. District Judge uh, has a hearing scheduled in Salt Lake City for this afternoon where he could decide to halt enforcement of all or some of the law. Uh, The crux of the argument against the regulation is that it's similar to an Arizona law that is already working its way through the courts. The Utah law signed by the governor requires people to prove their citizenship if they're arrested for serious crimes ranging from certain drug offenses to murder while giving police discretion to check citizenship after traffic infractions and other lesser offenses. So you get any kind of ticket from the police and they could be running your so-called citizenship. You may have to prove to them that you are a so-called U.S. citizen. There have already been incidences where um, United States citizens have been locked up and held until they can prove that they aren't, uh, you know, from another country. There have been people, United States citizens, deported to Mexico to and what? other countries. Mexico? Yeah, just kicking them out. Mark, right, that's the price. The get out of here. That's the price you've got to pay for freedom. Right. And, you know, so what happens when they're deported out of Mexico? Where do they go? Good question. Well, at some point, the, you know, they somehow figure it out. Uh, but you know, what if you're you from hope? nowhere? How annoying. <laughs> So uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome on this particular issue of the spreading problem now of the police demanding papers uh, from people. We've seen plenty of examples, not just necessarily in the immigration realm, but just 
in just, general. Right. In they life. show us your papers realm uh, where the police will be, be demanding of somebody who's on foot or in a passenger seat or something like that in a car, demanding driver's licenses or demanding some sort of uh, form of government identification. Oh, if you're in the airport, anywhere in the airport, if you get asked for your ID and you don't show it, mm. you're probably walking out of that place in handcuffs. <laughs> Right, they take they take this very seriously. The idea that you not have you not having government ID is becoming a serious offense. Uh, it is becoming an arrestable issue. Which it is, yeah, for me that's difficult because I ended up having to you know go in kicking and screaming getting just an ID card because I don't drive. I you know I let my passport lapse and so I don't have a passport anymore. But technically, for my everyday life, I do not need a piece of government ID. And the only reason I had to get it was because of some bank regulation or something like that. And so had I not chosen to use a bank, I would have no form of government ID. Which means that if they started doing that kind of crackdown around here, which I haven't heard that they are, but in the, in some places, if you're on the street and a cop stops you and demands government ID, that there's a chance he might arrest you if yeah. you don't have it. Well, is it a free country if you need traveling papers in order to get around and not, uh, and clearly no. not be molested? Clearly no. Well, that's the price you got to pay for freedom. Well, I, how can you have freedom if you don't have freedom? Well, that's what I'd like to know from you. Maybe you're one of these people out there that thinks that, well, you know, I don't like the idea of a national ID card, but we need one to stop the immigrants. Or whatever your excuse is, whatever your reason why you support checking people's papers, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you can explain it to me, how, how it is that you can call this a free country or you could maybe tell yourself that, it's a, that there's freedom when you're being demanded to prove your citizenship, when it is being demanded of you that you show some form of government-issued identification, as we're seeing happen more and more often. 800-259-9231. And now in Utah, if you're getting a traffic ticket, they're going to possibly be checking uh, your so-called citizenship. And, of course, it's not even possible to be a citizen. 1-800-259-9231, but that's another issue entirely. 800-259-9231. Prove that I am a citizen. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You'll find features there, and you'll find that they are given to you for free. So enjoy those on us. If you want to help support the show, however, you may do so by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com and you can get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our site. And basically the idea is you send in three bucks a month to the show. We take that and reinvest it. Get on more great radio stations across the country and put this program into more ears around the world. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to become an amplifier and help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. And get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, and podcast and more. Once again, that's amp dot freetalklive.com we go to nick listening in indianapolis to wxnt nick what's on your mind tonight oh uh, yeah i was calling about the uh 
immigration papers deal. Yeah, Utah is now looking to do similar uh, to what Arizona has done and implement uh, even more of a uh, police state regarding checking people's papers. Uh, anytime you get ticketed now, they may be running a some sort of an immigration check on you or d- demanding that you prove uh, that you are a U.S. citizen. And, w- and where do you suppose we draw the line on infringing on, like, an immigrant's rights and... Well, this is about immigrants, right? I'm just talking about yours. This yeah. is infringing on human rights. Just person. I mean, I don't really think it's infringing on human rights if you're either, unless we're just going to totally make this a free country and say, go ahead. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, my God, a free country. <laughs> would you? Would that be a bad thing to actually have freedom? Not necessarily, but then you'd, it'd be a lot more risky for terrorist attacks. Risky? So like, I suspect, like, I understand where you're coming from, right? The, the way that things are today, if uh, you were just to remove all the border guards or whatever, the idea is is that terrorists uh, would just, uh, you know, flood in. And you could see why they would want to flood in right now. Obviously, they've committed acts of terrorism on uh, U.S. soil, and they've done it around the world. But most of the time, they commit the acts because of the, uh, if you listen to what they say, they say that they're doing it because they want the United States out of uh, the Middle East. They want the United States to stop funding Israel. Do you think that uh, the United States should be funding foreign countries? Well, uh, now they're no, I don't really. Okay. I mean, I do. If so, you're, so a, you're a terrorist, right? Need. I'm not a terrorist. Right. See, that's the point. Oh. Like you, you and me, and most Americans don't think that there's any point the United States government giving any money to any foreign nation, and these quote quote unquote terrorists are people that want the United States out of their land, off their land, and they want them to stop funding uh, nations that uh, they believe, for whatever reason, are doing bad stuff to them. I personally tend to agree with that position. I'm not willing to hurt anybody over it, but I can kind of see why they would if, you know, say there's drones flying around killing their friends and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So so in that case, then, could you understand, uh, Nick, that how it is that your fear about what might happen in the absence of some overarching federal government and actually a free situation is really unjustifiable in that right now, the fact is, if we are... Uh, and at some risk of terrorism, it's because of the federal government. It's because of what the federal government is doing around the world is why there is any kind of level of threat of terrorism. So we'd be talking about a situation in which that wouldn't be happening anymore. And so, therefore, if you were in any way threatened by anyone, uh, th- that would be up to the marketplace to provide you with protection rather than some one-size-fits-all monopoly solution from something called the federal government. That wouldn't, don't you think that would be a more safe situation? Well, I mean, regardless, until we can do something about the problems we got going on with the government, it's kind of a moot point. Well, so in the meantime, are you suggesting that what is happening in Utah and Arizona with ID checks and citizenship checks, show us your papers, are you saying you support that? Um, yeah, I am actually. Well, you, um, wow. no, so Ronald Reagan, and um, you know, I'm I'm just guessing that you know, many conservatives think he's a, a big guy. He said that the closest thing we have to eternity on this earth is a government program. And if you grow the a government in order to make up for a problem that the government has created, i.e., terrorism, then you are never going to get rid of it. You can't grow government to solve a governmental problem in the first place. Well, you become part of the problem. Also, the fact is that um, many studies have been done, 
and uh, you know illegal immigrants in fact are a generally a net benefit to the economy because they buy food they buy places to live they pay often pay taxes that they can never recoup because they'll have fake social security numbers and things like that i understand why people wouldn't want to pay to send their kids to school but do you understand why I don't want to pay to send anybody's kids to school? I don't care if the person next door to me with uh, five kids is a United States citizen or whether they're a citizen of Guatemala. I shouldn't have to pay to send their kids to school when I keep my kid ho- home from the school to homeschool him. Every dollar that some United States citizen feels that they deserve to educate their kid is a dollar taken away from the education of my kid. So... You would support the fair tax plan, then, correct? I, I don't believe that there's such thing as a fair tax. Yeah, a fair and tax the fair would tax would be zero. Yeah, fair, the fair tax plan no as tax. It, the fair tax plan as it has written would allow an both an income tax and a uh, a federal sales tax to exist for seven years until it's sunsetted when the Sixteenth Amendment was not uh, done away with. So it allows for a seven-year period of both income and uh, a federal sales tax of 23%. I personally don't want to give another cent to the federal government. I don't think there is such thing as a fair tax. Um, I I don't – also, it it gives a – basically turns every American into a welfare queen by giving them this thing they call a prebate. Uh, So, you know, that way the government can find out exactly where you live and all that other stuff. So I'd like to to – Press back on the immigration issue here real quick, uh, Nick. Now, you said that you support what's going on in Utah and Arizona, the idea that they will be demanding papers from people, uh, that, that they'll be demanding some sort of proof of citizenship and doing citizen, so-called citizenship checks on folks. Uh, so you said you support that. So how far are you willing to go with that support? I mean, because you have to remember the well, government... I'm also willing to go. I mean, I'm a pretty liberal person, and I'm, like I said earlier, at theater... We do it or we don't. We're either going to be checking papers and enforcing illegal immigration. So if you do, if you support borders and just let people come and go, as right? Leave. So if you're supporting Including us, I right. mean, I have to show my passport. But if you go, if you travel around the world, every other place you go wants to see your papers. When so you come to their so country. what you're saying is you want to be like the you want to be in a place like the the rest of the world. Not necessarily. Okay, but so, I don't I don't want to live in a like a lawless governmentless i mean i think we should have there should be someone someone bossing you around telling you what to do yeah what it's just because you don't have a government uh this one-size-fits-all monopoly on violence doesn't mean you don't have law i mean there's always natural law and there's always the idea of private law like private rules for for private property I, yeah, i'm not suggesting that i'm not suggesting chaos by, sir i'm not suggesting well, chaos i'm suggesting not. getting rid of the most chaotic organization on earth and that is the the I mean, u.s federal government that's the only one that has here. no limit in the natural world animals just kill each other so no, why would really you want what natural to, law means? We're getting natural. That's not really what the theory of natural law is about. The theory of natural law is that the if moral humanity. Yeah, but basically it says that if you, uh, you know, destroy my property, I have the right to destroy an equal amount of your property. If you that's not no no, no visit no, no. if you visit harm upon me, I have the right to then do it upon you. No no that, that is that is in fact what natural law says, Ian. And I'm saying that 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 would then motivate you to not do such a thing because a person would have the right to do that or to agency that out well 
what you would want, Mark, would be to have the victims made whole, not yeah. to have more property destroyed. Sort of, uh, that would be that doesn't make things better. That d- that that's that suggestion is not a not a positive one. What I meant by natural law was, uh, you know, actions have consequences, uh, and and that one there's there's okay. of of that there is no doubt. But you have to ask yourself, Nick, if you support the idea of immigration checks, you have to ask yourself how far you're willing to go with that, because the government's not just going to stop here. If you've paid attention to how the government works, it keeps getting bigger and more intrusive and more expensive and expansive. So, so if you accept the idea of uh, of immigration checkpoints, if you accept the idea of papers, please, then will you also accept the idea of house to house searches? Oh, I would. Well, it might be, be too there late. There could be immigrants in your house. Yeah, it might be too late by the time you're willing to say, no, no, I'm not willing to do that, because yeah. by that time, they, they may have a, a SWAT team at your front door. Yeah, they've already taken the power from you, and so you no longer have the power to say no to them. Right. You you can either get on the slippery slope, or you can say no, and you, that you don't want to participate in, in this whole affair of checking people's IDs and uh, having some sort of system and making it uh, so that workers have to go through some kind of federal screening before they get a job and All of the proposals that are on the table, and many of them are being enacted as we speak. So thanks for the call tonight, Nick. Maybe there's something to think about there. 800-259-9231. If you've got comments, thoughts, you're welcome to share them. More coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. Plenty of time for your ideas. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want as we launch here into the third hour of the program. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. We've been talking about immigration. You're certainly welcome to comment on that. Um, For those of you just tuning in, Utah has enacted a a new piece of uh, legislation. I guess it just went into effect. Uh, which essentially allows the police to run citizenship checks on anybody that they ticket. Anybody that's arrested, even for the most piddly of offense, uh, they'll be able to run a, a check. So actually, if they want to run a check on somebody, they can just come up with a reason to ticket them for something. So um, if they don't like the way you look or they think you're a little too brown, they'll just you know come up with something. They can always come up with something, right? I mean, everybody, anybody that's been pulled over by the police for some nonsense like your light is out on your license plate or something like that, where usually you'll get a warning for, for a minor offense like that, like you better fix this or else we're going to get you next time. Now they'll just skip right to an arrest or right to a, a ticket, ticket a which ticket is essentially an arrest, an arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll use that as their excuse to go ahead and, and do a little citizenship check on you first before they let you go. 
So that's where it's going in Utah. How do they even check that? I mean, I, I wouldn't even know how they'd go about checking that. That's, that's something I would like to know as well. It's not described here in this piece from the Associated Press as far as how they would go about doing something like that. Um, but I, mean, I can't even imagine how I would prove that I was a United States citizen to some cop on the road. I don't even know. I it's mean, an excellent question, Mark. You need your big eagle tattoo just showing at all times. Rest you know? assured, if you don't have the ability to prove it or they don't have the ability to find out, then maybe they'll just hold you in a cell until they can determine it. Right. Well, and <laughs> you Then you can be- have your wife come and bring you your uh, birth certificate, so maybe I mean, that'll Lots help. of people don't have those. Where's Obama's? Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they'll check his wife, too. Good point. So let's continue here. We'll take your phone calls. Tony is on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, guys and girls? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I First, let me say, as far as it comes to things like the TSA, the DHS, the Patriot Act, uh, they all disgust and outrage me. Mm. Um, however, thinking about immigration, in my mind, I, I view it as a fairly serious problem. I'm sure it's over-exaggerated, but something needs to be done. I'm not supportive of a state ID either, mm-hmm. and especially the, especially the little clip I just heard you guys talking about, um, about them pulling me over, making up a reason, and, and then demanding my papers. It's like a, it reminds me of a Nazi checkpoint. Absolutely. So, so mm-hmm. here are our um, options. Now, this is where but, you are, you are I, sitting... My, 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 my right. question is, and I guess that's where you were going. Yep. Um, but what else? What the hell? What, what else can we do? I okay. mean, we got it. It's a problem, and we need to fix it. Let me address that. And I'd say legalize drugs, and stop having our federal government send weapons to these cartels, and that would fix the problem. Legalizing drugs not, would fix a lot of problems. There's no that, doubt about that. That is not realistic. That is not realistic today, though. It is realistic to do some kind of citizen check. What, what else can we do? So, um, first off, the first thing you, you could do is, rather than advocate for stopping uh, you know, people who want to work hard to feed their families and build uh, a better life for themselves and consequently build a better nation for the United States uh, uh, you know, in, in, as, in whole, you could advocate for, say, uh, work visa programs. That's uh, something that the uh, presidential candidate Gary Johnson is talking about. And it's a really great program. You'd be, everybody would be tracked. Uh, you know, they'd, they'd get an opportunity to get a work visa. Well, that and, sounds great. Track everybody. Well, uh, I, look, I mean, that's, this is what things are, people are concerned with. Another option is, hey, let's stop welfare. Stop, uh, you know, public school. Stop all these ways. Stop hospitals being forced to give medical care to people that they, you know, don't want to give it to, that they don't believe are going to, uh, uh, you know, be able to pay or whatever. Stop forcing people to pay for other people's mistakes and other people's lives, whether they're United States citizens or whether they're Mexican citizens or whether they're, uh, you know, Argentinian citizens. It doesn't matter to me. If you advocate for freedom in that area, then it doesn't really matter who comes here to want to build a better life for themselves because you won't get the stray cats of the world coming here to get the freebies. This is how Europe was basically destroyed is giving away all these freebies. Uh, people come from all over and you know they want, hey, give us some free stuff. We come here to not work. Hey, isn't that awesome? And as a result, since they don't interact, they don't assimilate since they don't assimilate, then you've got these other cultures that, uh, you know, everybody's talking about, there's Sharia law in, in Great Britain. And, you know, the fact is there is some Sharia law going on in Great Britain. You know why? Because the immigrants haven't had to assimilate because they're paying them to come over and sit on their butts. Who wants you know, that crap? I'm a, I'm a little 
Uh, socially, uh, I, I lean more democratic, but I'm equally disgusted by most ma- by both major existing parties. I don't know. I, I, I think we do have to reach out to some of the poor people. I I, I was just telling somebody I think we got to kill 80 percent of the entitlements. Um, but I'm not for. I, I wouldn't personally be too supportive of, of of just eliminating entitlements that way, so people wouldn't come here to get a slice of the pie. Yeah, no, well, and I'd like to just add to that that. Um Back in the day when I was a liberal and I tried to get just food stamps because I was starving to death, the only way that they offer it to women is if they're pregnant. And so oh God. it gives them a huge incentive to have irresponsible pregnancies, which just, you know, bumps up the, the population of all these, you right. know, underprivileged people that really need these handouts. Now, and Tony, so- if you're willing to get rid of 80 percent of the entitlements um, as and a... As a Democrat sort, do you really think the government's the best institution to administer that other 20 percent? I mean, really, with all the Red Cross and the I, United Way and all these really efficient organizations compared to the, the federal government, don't you think that 20 percent could come from the from free people who want to help each other? Um, yeah. and, I, I mean, I had just proposed to somebody jokingly, but I was kind of serious. I can't say what I wanted to call it on the air. Uh but we'll call it a jerk tax. Okay. Um, I, I said I'm willing to pay an additional. I'm willing to opt. We'll have an opt-in and opt-out jerk tax. I'm willing to pay an additional three percent to help the poor. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Well, but I'd like to pay. Of, I'd like to give five percent of my. Uh, the, I'd like to give five percent to anything that wasn't the government. Out, I'm not. I'm putting your your picture in the newspaper as a jerk. Fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's do that by all means. But that's not realistic. I don't either, think he right heard what now. you said, Mark, because you talked over him. Well, what I was uh, trying to say uh, is uh, the uh, I, I would pay 5%, but I would pay it to a private organization because I don't think that the government is the right organization to administer this stuff. No, they're horribly inefficient. Most of their money is lost on their workers or in bureaucracy paperwork and stuff like that i think that there's uh, great or- organizations out there that'll help the poor but i think there's some organizations out there that uh that, that, that enable the poor that, yeah. that you know hey let's give let's give free food to, to people who don't want to work right, I, and if you aren't free to choose between those organizations then you've got a very inefficient situation set up where it, it is likely to as you said meg support mm-hmm. the government bureaucrats mostly that run the program not so much the people that actually do need oh, yeah. uh, real assistance over two weeks i met with eight social workers to be told I couldn't be given money. Well, they were they have food on their tables. Oh yeah, you can rest assured yeah. on that. But I, even if we get Ron Paul elected or even a Gary Johnson, I, I just don't. These, these things aren't aren't going to change. And what we can change immediately. I mean, I, I wasn't aware of the two ways you said to, re, to work on the immigration reform. But it, it needs to be done immediately, rather than sixteen years down the line from now. I see where you're coming from, and to. to and I don't blame you for coming from this perspective. Like you're looking at the suggestions Mark made and you're saying, well, that's really radical and it's not very – you used the term realistic earlier. And you said, well, what can we do that's that's realistic? Right. Uh, and unfortunately, right. usually the people that are coming from that perspective are saying, well, OK, yeah, that's all great. Let's get rid of the welfare. And I, I support what you're saying, Mark, but yeah. it's not very realistic. So in the meantime, let's have a crackdown on freedom. And you don't really want that. You're, you don't sound like somebody who's too excited uh, by that based on what you said earlier. But 
But on the other right. hand, you feel like that you're you're you know you're out of options. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are coming from that perspective. But the thing that you're missing is just because it's realistic, and you're right, it is realistic that the government will move towards more tyranny and that the government will pass more uh, inspection checkpoints and and these programs that we're talking about here. That's certainly a realistic position. Uh, that's that's true. However, it's also presuming that it will somehow be effective. And I thank you for the call tonight. And that's something to think about because if you look at government programs, we were just talking about the inefficiency and the ineffectiveness of them. The idea that just because you can think of some sort of a crackdown or ID check program or whatever, just because you can envision it doesn't mean it's going to play out in the way that you think it's going to. Remember, you're putting bureaucrats in charge of whatever mm-hmm. this program is. And we'll come back and focus on that a little more. 800-259-9231. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on the immigration question, the various different aspects of it, uh, specifically the police state crackdown that is uh, seems to be imminent. 1-800-259-9231. We also invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so you can enjoy those on us. Features including the webcam. You can go watch and listen to the show for free and chat with other Free Talk Live listeners because the chat room is built into the same page. You don't have to chat, though. It's just there if you want it. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And coming up. In just a few weeks, June 20th through the 26th, the biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening. It is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it has something for everybody that loves liberty. If you've got a family, bring them up because there are all kinds of family fun events. If you're single or a couple, come on up because lots of different people are going to be here, and it's really all about the people. It's about meeting hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Obviously, you probably won't be able to meet hundreds of them, but they're there, and you'll probably meet dozens uh, of them because there's a lot of people at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and a lot of different opportunities to get together and have fun and play games and socially interact. And uh, There's going to be Buzz's Bigger Gay Dance Party this year, which I think is going to be... Uh, pretty uh, awesome and at least from what i hear and uh, in addition to that there may even be like a rave party of uh, of some sort i haven't heard that is like confirmed yet but i know that there are some people that are talking about that and planning it a number of different things are uh, going to be going on there's like a i guess some sort of a not really a battle of the bands but more of just a a, a series of bands that will be playing uh, there will be some competitive things happening like the soapbox idol contest where people who have something to say will get up on stage and say it into a microphone and will be judged uh, at the end of the contest one person will come out the winner of the soapbox idol and so those things are happening karaoke uh, there's a contest there i think as well so lots of different things going on humans versus zombies i don't know how that works but it sounds like fun i want to participate and i don't even know what it is yeah so (laughs) go to porkfest.com to learn more about what's happening Uh, that's p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com free talk live will be there broadcasting live 
and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun too. So because we're actually going to be there for twice as long this time this year. This this year they they've made it a longer event. It was just a weekend focused thing, and people were just coming early over the last few years. They were just showing up at the beginning of the week simply because being around these folks is so great. It's so cool to hang around with people who actually understand what the ideas of liberty mean. It's really exciting. So go to porkfest.com. You owe it to yourself if you love liberty to be around the best community of liberty-oriented people that there is. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You can use our code, by the way, to save 20%. That's Free Talk Live all run together as one word. Free Talk Live at porkfest.com. As we continue here, we'll uh, take your calls about what you want. Immigration is certainly the topic on the table, but you don't have to go to that issue. Of course, we are pointing out a moment ago that some people will look at this immigration issue and they may agree with some of the things that we're saying. They may agree that it's a good idea to end the war on drugs, that it's – in fact, that was, that was, I believe, what Tony had suggested earlier. He actually suggested ending the war on drugs and, mm-hmm. and I agree. That's a great idea. That would go a long way to ending uh, the violence that is typically associated because a lot of people will point to immigrants and they'll say they're drug dealers and they're violent. Well, some of them are drug dealers and some of them are violent mm-hmm. and if we didn't have prohibition, then we wouldn't have a lot of those problems um, as we had with alcohol prohibition. And statistically, there are no more violent uh, Im- immigrants, people of, uh, you know, the, the fact is people of uh, Latin descent are no more violent than, uh, you know, people in their age groups of uh, you know, white descent. It's, it, I've seen, I've looked at statistics, we've interviewed authors on this. It's just not true. It's a yep. bigoted statement. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot of bigotry out there on this, on this mm-hmm. issue. We haven't really touched too much on that. But looking at the, you know, these suggestions that we might make on this show, like, yeah, you free talk live guys, you want freedom and that's great and everything. And freedom sounds great, but it's not realistic. So let's focus on what's realistic, like growing the size of government, because that is realistic, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's much more realistic than the government. I mean, if you look at what government has done over the la- your life, your, the span of your life, if you look at what it's done, it's constantly gotten bigger and more intrusive and more oppressive and more expensive. And so it's reasonable and realistic to expect that that will continue until somebody, you, is willing to say something otherwise and do something about making it change and do something about refusing to obey and going along to get along and actually seeing some level of uh, refusal to obey this massive police state that is being built. Because if what you're calling for is what's realistic and that is, well, you know, until we can get rid of welfare and until we can end the war on drugs, which that's not going to happen anytime soon, we might as well crack down on immigrants. You're asking for more government. You're telling the government, please, give me more. I like what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I don't like these things over here, but I know you're not going to change that. So give me some more government in these areas in which I think it might be more effective. But in point of fact, it won't be because you're still talking about government. You're still talking about the most inefficient, stupid, slow bureaucracy in the entire, you know, the, the, the whole of all of humanity, the entire, the worst way to organize human beings. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, and you're, you're, you're essentially talking about having more, poli- uh, more of a police state. Yeah, show me the time that government uh, spending has decreased. You know, well, we solved this problem, now we can just decrease. I'd love to see it. Let's talk to Jim listening in Indy to WXNT. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark. Jim, in Indy. He's gone. Let's try Tom listening in Indy to WXNT. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark. Hey, uh, good evening, guys. Hey, Tom, no, go ahead with your thoughts. I, um. Ian said earlier, or it may have been Mark, forgive me if I'm incorrect, um, somebody said uh, a so-called American citizen, and it wasn't something you could prove, 
Could you elaborate on that? I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, I'm so glad you asked because, yeah, I did avoid – I did not uh, recount that as I should have. Um, yeah, go ahead and prove that uh, there is such a thing as a citizen because it, it really can't be done. And, and I have to give credit to uh, Mark Stevens on this one. He's yeah. the one that, that opened my eyes on this, and it's really – Although know, if you try and explain it to a bureaucrat, they're just going to look at you like you're insane. Oh, of course. I attempted well, that be. at the DMV and yeah. failed miserably. First, you have to come up with a definition of what is a citizen. Yeah, well, well, why don't you tell me? Do you know what the definition of a citizen is? Uh, no, but if I had to guess, I would say I was born in one of the United States, and that's part of the federal you know, group that we refer to as the United States. Well, a state a is, a, is an idea, so you weren't born in an idea. Mm-hmm. You were born on a, a plot of land. Uh, people commonly okay. call those plots of lands states, but a state is really more of an idea that was formed between men to control other men. So you weren't fo- you weren't born with. I think the idea. his definition is functionally accurate, though. A citizen is a a term that the government generally uses to lay claim to one of its minions. And, and yeah. the United States government used to use the term uh, subject. Oh, they still do. The police departments will call yeah. you a subject. They, they use it less than they used to, but they use, they'll still use the, the term subject. And people find it distasteful in this country, so now they use the term citizen. But right. in fact, it's just, a, it's just a claim of ownership over you from the government. Yeah, the definition of a citizen, if you look it up, is essentially that you owe a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. So it's supposed to be a deal. It's supposed to be, and you'll you'll see the government people talking on television about how it's their duty to protect you. you know, it's our it's the government we protect you. That's what we do. Uh, you know, Barack Obama, George Bush, they've all said these things. Of course, they're not telling you the truth because they're government people, they're politicians, they lie. Maybe they don't even know. But the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again. And I'll bring you back here in a moment if you want to if you want to comment on this. Uh, so hang with us if you'd like. At 800-259-9231. But the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again that there is no obligation to protect you. Mm -hmm. So if there is no obligation to protect you, then there could not be any duty on your part to obey them. I'm sorry. The the deal is done. There is no deal in the first place because they've already broken uh, the the main tenet of it. 1-800-259-9231. I hope I've made that clear. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include various different listening options. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com for access to our live streams in both broadband and dial-up flavors running around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live uh, airing constantly there for you. Plus, you can learn about our 97 great radio stations across the country that carry the show at various times throughout the week. In addition to that, our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as uh, the free-to-air satellite option. Webcam, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Just go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Now, Tom uh, dropped off the line there uh, a moment ago, but we've been talking about immigration. 
and some of the real problems that uh, faced the, the federal government as far as the, them trying to do something. Like people want them to do something about immigration. They perceive problems, and there are some problems that likely have been caused, or in many cases, been caused by the government and their various different programs. I see all of them caused by government. A lot of our problems in society have certainly been caused by government, and the pro- the solution to those problems is not to add more on top. It's not. I understand. It's realistic that that's what's going to happen. Like that's what they do. They grow and they get more intrusive. But that's not the solution. The government has never solved government's problems. It just advo- it, it just aggravates them. That's government's mm-hmm. trick. Government's trick is to create to create to create a solution for a problem, and then that solution causes greater problems and they'll create greater solutions to greater problems and greater it just it's that's the spiral that's why there's bigger government because government can't actually solve problems it doesn't have the right mechanisms for fixing problems it doesn't matter who you put in charge of this program again we got now utah and arizona now with more immigration checks and as far as like running checks on you if you get a, a ticket uh there's going to be more of this but there are also checkpoints as well in the southern area and of the not country only does it not fix the problem but it creates more problems just because you put people in those positions of power that see it as an excuse to abuse it. You sure. know, they get the opportunity to, you know, if somebody talks back to them, well, now they have this authority that they can abuse to, on that person just for simply, you know, disagreeing with them or absolutely you know, looking at them funny or yeah, whatever. maybe they'll just lock you up for a few hours if you talk back to them and yeah. then they'll let you go and of course they know there's nothing that can be done to them for doing that there's no kind of consequences that the bureaucrats themselves will face and indeed here over at the associated press piece they're pointing out that the aclu is saying here that you know the fallout from this law could be that there'd be more racial profiling and unlawful detention of U.S. citizens. And Mark, you pointed out this is already happening where these people who are supposedly checking citizenship will make a mistake. You know, sometimes the wrong name is on the wrong list or the right name is on the, well, you know, there, there's just problems when it comes to bureaucracy. There's, you know, there's snafus, there are errors, there are mishaps. And when the error happens in your name, well, you may end up in a, de- a detention center as a result of that. Right. And then when you finally get out of there, good luck suing them it's the federal government we're talking about here. They're completely immune from that stuff. So if you end up having your freedom stolen from you in the name of you know in the in the name of enforcing these immigration laws, how will you feel then? Will you walk out of the immigration detention center after you've been in there for a week as somebody's been trying to dig up your birth certificate, whatever other demands they make on your family members who hopefully you'll be able to get in touch with them from inside these centers? Because I, I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm not dying to give you your phone call. By the right. Way. Uh, being in jails and detention centers isn't exactly the easiast place to, you know, especially if you don't have m- numbers memorized, not exactly the easiest place to get the word out that you're there in the first place. Uh, so after you, if let's presume you do walk out after several hours or maybe a few days, are you going to just pat yourself on the back for being a good little citizen? And hey, this is just the price we have to pay, to, you know, to, to keep those darn immigrants out. When all the whole while you've got on one side, you've got a major enforcement effort. You've got people getting pulled over for license plate uh, lights being out and checked, having their immigration checked, and all other manner of uh, intrusions onto liberty. On the other side of that coin, you mentioned the corruption. Well, then you've got news stories that are going to be hitting about how Border Patrol agents or whoever it is that's enforcing this stuff continue to get caught for assisting immigrants in coming here. 
for drug trafficking and other things like that. There's no shortage of these stories. The only way you're ever going to stop illegal immigration into the United States is either a allow people to come here on uh, you know on a much uh, much easier uh, way, whether it's work visas or whatever, or b to crack down to the point that this is a police state and they just don't want to come anymore. Right to so the crack down to the point yeah. where they're sitting in Guatemala and saying. Yeah, I'd rather stay here. Yeah, boy, yeah. I love this banana republic. At least we don't live in the United States where they got a big fence and they won't let them leave anymore. Yep. Yeah, to the point where I don't want to be here. Any- well, it's already reaching that point. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where you're going to go. The United States is, uh, you know, still it's it's in the top 10 of freest places uh, uh, in the world. And so, you know, it's 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 sad to see how it slipped. But where if else we are, are one go? of the top 10 freest. I mean, at this point, I don't think I can leave the country. What is that? I, I don't have a passport. You, you know, it, it, a passport allows you to get into other countries. Um, the United States won't actually check your passport on the way out, I don't believe. Really? Yeah, why would they? Hmm. It's coming back in that they would care about. Interesting. I wonder hmm. about that. Uh, if you know that for sure, I'd love to know at 800-259-9231. Maybe it used to be that way. Maybe they've changed that. Or maybe Mark's right. Uh, but let's get your thoughts on whatever you want to discuss. Shadow is on the line listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. Hello, Shadow. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, I was when I tuned in early with y'all, you, you made a talk about the thing out in Utah and about, well, you know, thinking they might stop them if they look a little too brown or something. Well, I've lived in Utah. I'm a Mormon, been one since September of first of 1990. And that's mainly Mormons out there. And we don't, we don't operate that way. In fact, a lot of our people, when they go on missions in other lands, they marry the, the people there. Like my bishop out there had a Mexican wife, two daughters and two sons, and, and I've never, nobody cared. Utah, I was also told recently that they've been given out the driver's licenses, in fact, illegal aliens out there. They know the people are illegal, but they issue them driver's licenses anyway. So they're not playing that kind of game in Utah. In fact, I'm going back to Utah after the first of the year. So wait, you're saying that your impression of being in Utah was that this sort of uh, immigration crackdown wouldn't be happening there? No, we Mormons, we don't play that game. Apparently, some of them do. If uh, if it passed, well, not the Mormons though. There's a lot. There's not Mormons there. Yes. Okay. I see. Oh, but, Very but interesting. But Mormons, we don't look at things that way, man. We're not that stupid. Would Mormons be willing to, like, uh, kind of, I guess, house immigrants and and assist them? Or was it just they more like it. look the other way? They could, they help them if they could, but but they you know, we just we just don't care. We don't play play this uh, you know this this game y'all are talking about. It's just not who we are. Thanks for the call and tonight, Shadow. I appreciate fact. hearing from you. Interesting perspective. Something to be proud of if it's if it's in fact true. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine. I'm going to have to take your word for it. Yep. Thanks yep, for the call right. tonight, Shadow. I appreciate it. At eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Here's a little bit more information. Uh, Washington County Sheriff Corey Pulsifer said, "We're not going to be knocking on doors or rounding up people in the parks today. The people, exactly. Not yet. The people we're coming in contact with are already engaged in other criminal behavior. Right. Because <laughs> everything in the in the United States is now a crime. Sure, it is." There's like always a, something they can get you for. Yeah. Ask any cop you know if he can go ahead and give a, you know, if he can figure out some way to get somebody, anybody he wants, just give them, you know, arrest them for something or ticket them for something. That's Absolutely. all they need is a ticket to do this.
Correct. The citizenship status of anyone booked into a Utah jail or for a felony or drunken driving is already checked because of a law in 2008. But this new law goes further, allowing officers to arrest people for minor offenses if they can't prove their legal presence in the country, which has frightened many Hispanics, according to one of the police chiefs out there. Uh, Already, the department is hearing from shelters and rape crisis centers about victims who refuse to talk to the police because they fear deportation. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And a lot of people think that this doesn't concern them at all just because, you know, they're the white person who doesn't have a problem with that. But do you have one friend who's even, you know, slightly tan compared to the rest of the population around you? You know, you're going to get hassled if you're hanging out with that friend as well. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, Still time for your thoughts here. 800-259-9231. The remaining moments of Free Talk Live coming up. People ask me, Tim, why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet and most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? VerbalSurgery.com. Check it out today. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here in even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your thoughts, perhaps at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Don't forget, Meg is joining us courtesy of her website, libertyflare.com. What is Liberty Flare? Uh, just little one-inch buttons that have Liberty phrases, pictures, and designs on them. Some of them which promote and offer money to great Liberty organizations out there. So you could uh, flare yourself all up with these things, put yep. them on backpacks, put them on your shirt, oh, put yeah. them on Anywhere, your purse, bag. I actually have some on my high school backpack that haven't fallen off yet, and so I'm still promoting a band that probably doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're holding on. Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're uh, very nice, and uh, you do Super a great cheap. job with them, and very, very affordable. Yeah. So it's a great way to get a conversation started. Yep, and come up to Porkfest, and I will have lots there. And so. you can save on shipping. Oh, that yeah. Way. Not that shipping is very expensive either. No, it's just no. little buttons. So go to libertyflare.com. You can order some of those from Meg. That's libertyflare.com. As we continue with your phone calls here, let's talk to John, listening in Charleston to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, John. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I don't know if I got in on the horse end of what you were talking about, but I have the privilege of having a grandfather and grandmother that came from Beirut, Lebanon, to this country. Uh, They went to New York. They kissed the ground when they got there. They became American citizens. Until the day they died, they still hadn't learned English. They were still speaking their native tongue. Um, But they did it legally. They raised 10 children. My grandfather carried a bar across his back with big leather suitcases. They called him Mm. John the Peddler. He would go out in the coal mines and sell costume jewelry, tobacco, weapons, pistols, you know, but he didn't have food stamps, he didn't have welfare, and he didn't come here illegally. I have a problem. If you want to come to this country, 
But what year was it that they came? You said they were their, your grandparents. So what year are we talking about here? Well, let's see. I'm 68 years old. They're dead now. Uh, I was 15 when my grandfather died. So we're talking about the turn of the century, basically the turn mm-hmm. of the 20th century. Yeah, probably. But would you uh, would yeah. you would you guess that it was maybe a little easier to come here legally back then than it is today? Do you think it's changed? No, I, 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 no, I think people still can come to this country legally. I've got a problem with the people crossing the border. You didn't answer my question. In. Do you think it's more difficult today than it was a hundred years ago? Yeah, I did. No, I don't. You, you, you wow. have no idea. Highly mistaken. It's wow. a lot more difficult. As a matter of fact, you can expect if you're a Mexican citizen that statistically you will never reach the United States if you put in an um a, you know a uh, you know an application for citizenship. John, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's a lot easier to swim that Rio Grande than it is to climb the mountain of bureaucratic paperwork. Not only that, but you're also talking about fees. Uh, there's the mountain of par- paperwork, which is very difficult to traverse. But you also have the thousands upon thousands of dollars that these folks are demanded to pay by the federal government. In many cases, hundreds of dollars just to apply, uh, as I understand it, for you know just, just to go through the application process, which could be just kicked right back in their face yeah. or lost in many cases they will fill out a lot of these forms they'll hire a lawyer if, if they can't afford these things they'll go through with the legal process only to discover that they never heard wait no, we never heard back from the the bureaucracy let's call them up and see what's going on oh well we don't have your application form here you'll just have to send us another one well wait you cashed my check oh well sorry sorry about that i guess you'll just need to apply again i mean there's all kinds of just yeah. roadblocks up and i have heard i don't like don't quote me on this because i don't know if it's official but i've heard Obama was trying to push something where they were going to try and make all the illegal immigrants currently in the United States give them priority on citizenship. So everybody Some kind who of has, yeah, everybody who has applied is automatically put behind everybody mm. already in the country. Wow. So it's like so a lot of good that did. Yeah. Uh, going through the legal process. Yeah. yeah way that, to go. You use the legal system. Yeah. So that. <laughs> So his viewpoint, John's viewpoint, isn't uncommon. We've heard it before. This kind of idea that you can just waltz right in and just kiss the ground and you know fill out a form at the Ellis Island and you're in, just like the grand- his grandparents. Yeah. Right. And all, all of our grandparents, everybody who's you know in the United States, they're you know the vast majority of them had a situation like this where you know some of their grandparents, some of the great grandparents, they came here, they wanted to build a better life, and there wasn't any welfare. And I agree with him on that. I don't think there should be any welfare for uh, anybody coming to this country. They shouldn't have that expectation. As far as I'm concerned, there shouldn't be any welfare for anybody in the country. I don't believe in entitlement programs. Um, I don't think anybody's entitled to anything that I've worked for is that anybody else has worked for. I don't mind giving to charity. I enjoy giving to charity. I just don't think that it should be administered by the government. They're just far too inefficient. But, you know, it's it's really turning a blind eye to what it's like for people to try to get into this country. Why why would they when they, you know, so many of the just 20 million, as I understand, illegal, quote unquote, illegal immigrants in this country? Why in the world would you sit back and uh, file, fill the forms out and try to get here legally? What's the point? Let's continue with Ben listening in Indy to WXNT. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I was calling in regards. Uh, first off, you had a question about can you leave the country with uh, out a passport? Yes, they do. They do check. Um, they used to only mm-hmm. check your driver's license to go to Canada or Mexico, mm-hmm. 
and maybe a few select other countries. But wait, wait when I went to country, wait, when I went to to Canada, they didn't. Sh- the United States government didn't check my driver's license. What the year Canadian was that? government did. What year was that? That, that was their mistake. There, they are. There wasn't even an opportunity at that point. Was, I, I believe it was the Patriot Act that actually required this. But yes, you used to be able to go to Canada, Mexico, and and a few other select countries with only a driver's license. That is not true anymore. Well, you I agree. No, no, wait, 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 just a second. I'm not saying okay. that's uh, that, that that's so. What I'm saying is is that the United States government doesn't check. I don't believe the United States government checks you when no, you go to Canada. I, I think the Canadian well, government does. That was my experience back in. I think it was around 2007. Was I was checked by the Canadian government, but now you are. Correct Ben, coming back, the U.S. government is demanding that people have some form of government identification. You cannot leave the country and come back without a passport. Right, that's not what I'm saying. That's not true either. But that's not what I said. I said that I think the United States government does not check your passport on the way out. Okay. That's like at an airport, like at an international airport. I just remember when the Patriot Act was passed, you may want to look this up. I could be wrong, but I believe that as part of the Patriot Act, citizens were required to get passports to even go to Mexico. And that's why I remember it, because I remember going to Mexico. But that's not really why I called. I'll I'll, I'll say that's not, you know, I'm wrong on that. No, 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 Ben, Ben, you're you're right. You're just not quite getting the, 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 the very fine point that I'm making here. You need a... Uh, what the the government will claim that you need a passport to co- to go to Mexico and come back. All I've been saying here is that I don't believe the gov- the United States government checks your passport when you leave. They check it when you come back. Uh, yeah, hey, I I don't I can't argue that anymore because I don't know what to reference. All I remember was the law that required you to get one. In addition, in addition, the, requ- the the requirement you're talking about isn't actually a requirement. It's just that that's what they're telling people. So we've actually okay. had a guy right. who's called to say that he is regularly walked across the southern border and has come back right. without any form of uh, of identification on him whatsoever, and okay. has uh, you know they they will take him and they will lecture him for for a few hours and. And hold right. him, but eventually they do let him back into uh, the country. So uh, whether that has changed now or not, I don't know. We haven't heard an update on that in a while. But uh, there's still a good chance that you could come back in without having a passport, despite however what the, the government say. says that you have to have a passport. To Correct. Come back yeah. in. So Ben, you were calling for okay. some other reasons. So go quick. Yeah, yeah. I was calling about the immigration. I, I, I understand there definitely needs to be immigration reform. You guys are right. It, the the miles of paperwork, all that stuff. It. It is outlandish, but it is a law, and and until we find a better way to do it, there's there there just has to be guidelines. Oh, I'm no, interested no. in your opinion. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm interested in your opinion on that issue, and I'll let me make my last point. I'll hang up. But uh, if a if a young driver is driving a vehicle and they are pulled over in any state and they do not have identification identifying them as even old enough to drive a vehicle they are going to hold that person there until it is determined that they are of age and eligible to drive that vehicle whether it be 
a driver's license or a birth certificate. American citizens have to deal with the same thing. You go to a gas station, you need to prove you're 18 to buy cigarettes. I do not support any of these 21. things. I don't support any of those things. Right. The guest, what the government has done by making gas station attendants uh, ID people is ter- sort of deputize them and turn them into their little unpaid police. Let's, I think that's wrong. Let's I, bring McFall on here briefly in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've got enough time, McFall, but you got about 20 seconds. McFall in Pennsylvania. Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So the, um, the the idea that they deputize these folks and turn them into the little little workers for them, this what was it, the 14th Amendment said that there would be no involuntary servitude. What does it mean when I have to check somebody's ID and do work for the for the government? That, that turns me into the government's slave. That's right. We'll see you tomorrow Unpaid. night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.